Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, my name's Grace Campbell. I'm a comedian and feminist campaigner. And ever since podcasts started, I've been telling my dad he should do one. Dad... Say hello. Hello. I am Alistair Campbell. I am also a campaigner and I fear I inspire a lot of Grace's comedy. And what's our podcast, Dad? Our podcast is called Football, Feminism and Everything in Between. Because? Because football is my passion, feminism is your passion and we are going to be talking to interesting people about those two things. And everything in between. Like Brexit. No, Dad. There is more to life than Brexit. So I've just been scouted by um, the publisher who wants me to write a book, as ever. Uh, <laughs> so embarrassing. I'm sitting in a room and the publisher comes in. Oh, hello, Grace. Hello, Grace. Would book. you like to write a book? Everyone wants me what to write a book. What about me? I've written 16. I'll do another no, one. No, I know, but everyone wants me to do Anyway, one. we're not here for us. We're here because uh, we are about to interview... We're meeting a... Colonel Dame. Colonel Dame. It's our first Colonel Dame, but she's also somebody who I think it's safe to say gave me one of the best sporting nights of my life. And that was in the Athens Olympics. I was with Rory, your brother, and with Philip Gould and Georgia, his daughter. And it was the night that this woman pulled off the second of two very, very famous Olympic gold medals. So Dame, Colonel, two gold medals... It's kind of obvious, best middle distance, female middle distance runner we've ever had. Uh, so our guest today is Dame, Dame Colonel Kelly Holmes. Colonel Dame Kelly Holmes, which of those four is the most important to you? Oh, wow, that's it, with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly more than Holmes? Kelly, definitely more than Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Dame or Colonel? Equal. Really? Yes, definitely, because I'm proud of both of my careers that I've had. Yeah. So my long career as an athlete, which I think is why I got the Dame at the end of it, and uh, and then my military career, which I actually have a M- military MBE for as well. I know you do, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, proud of both of them. So why did you join the Army? Uh, sense of purpose, career, belonging, wasn't good at school at all. Careers officers come round to our school, and I was inspired by the soldiers screaming and shouting at all the others going under the scramble net and over the twelve foot walls. Like yes, and it just gave me a bit of direction. Yeah, and I wanted to be in since I was fourteen, and I joined just before my eighteenth birthday. Wow! And then you were in the army for how long? I was in the army for just under ten years. Wow! 
Yeah. And My favourite factor about your army life was that you had to run against the men. Yes. In, <laughs> in fact, one of the the races that stand out, because I did a lot of inter-services, so a lot against the army and the navy. I'm sorry, the air force and the navy. One that stands out is the year 1993, just before I went to world championships, and I wasn't an international athlete at all. My p- fastest time was like 4.17, which is a Ugh, club I'll, I'll runner time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a club runner time, and they said, well, we're going to do the army champs, but we don't want you to go into the girls' race because you're going to literally trash them all, go into the guys. So I went into the guys' race, went from 4.17 to 4.8 in this one race, oh. beat half of the guys because it was like quite early days. We were all sort of young. The next race was the national championships, the three A's champs. I won. I beat um, Yvonne Murray from Scotland, who was one of our greatest yeah, yeah. Scottish athletes, ran 4.01. So I became a world-class athlete in three races because I... And then I went to world champs. So actually Ridiculous. racing against the men. Help, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, of course, because men are faster. They should yeah. be, you know, at that level, when you're on par, they're going to be faster and stronger, so... But then how, so how did that make you feel if then already you were, like, beating the men? Because it's still, you know, women and men's sports are kind of classed as, like, different things, but you were beating both of them then. Yeah, but I think then it was more about what can you get out of yourself to pull you along rather than yeah. being a competitive race. You can't you can't run men and women together. It's just no. not going to happen. Um so, yeah, so that was just really that next stepping stone and being kind of, yeah, I'm going to just give it all and just like literally was running with them all. And then, like I say, I went to the... No one knew me because I was in the military. So on the civilian international athletic side, no one knew who I was. I knew when I was a junior because I was a junior international, but I'd obviously gone quiet for a long time. Then I come out and I... Um, won the three A's and suddenly like who was this but the thing is what they don't know is all my training was just in combats boots weapon going over assault courses I didn't do any track work do you, not think, do you think so you didn't actually become a full-time athlete so you were what, 27 27 yeah do you not think your career could have been even greater if you'd have gone straight into it rather than going to the army uh, my coach was devastated because I was actually um I won the mini Youth Olympic Games when I was 17. I yeah. won the gold medal for Great Britain then. No, I mean, I I think it was... in Now I'm this side of everything, even though it was the hellish journey, it was the perfect journey because it was a test. It was like fate. It was all of those things that allowed me to get two gold medals. I mean, I do believe that if I'd won gold earlier on in my career, which I probably should have... I would never have won two gold medals. So actually right. the two gold medals have put me the platform I'm on today, not just winning a gold medal. I know it yeah. sounds bad, but yeah. unfortunately um, the value of gold medals is starting to get less and less because so many people are winning. Whereas back then in the 90s... Double gold. It, it, You've been milking it ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I have to milk it. I have to say I'm the first person to ever do it in the country. Thank you very much. Now everyone, now everyone else is getting them. I'm like, no, no, I was the first. <laughs> I think you were the first. No, somebody did in the 19th. 20s, didn't they? 921, Albert Hill and yeah. the University kind of Olympics. Yeah. 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 But anyway, past that. <laughs> <laughs> first woman. Yeah. <laughs> first one that anyone will remember at the moment for another 100 years anyway. Well, that, that's a good segue. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a feminist would you say you are, Kelly? 
That's a good question. I've never really been asked that before. You've obviously never uh, listened to our podcast either, because we ask everybody that. I know. <laughs> no, you do. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I do believe in women's rights. I think there is a, a lot about women we have to protect uh, when it comes to sport, absolutely. And there's loads of controversy going on in sport at the moment. Um, I believe in equal rights. I believe in the fact that women back in the day fought so hard for us to vote and that women should these days vote because we were given that opportunity. But equally, I'm more of a, if you're good at doing something, you should get that bit. But if opportunities aren't open, then that's where the parallels change. So for me, it's like women and men should give the same opportunities in life right across the board and then it's the best person for it. The problem we have with women is that we don't always have the opportunities and that's why we fight for our right to have them. But in Seven terms of ten? women... Uh, Grace is 10 yeah no probably 7 then yeah that's yeah. probably about a good number I mean I absolutely believe in women's rights yeah and there's a lot of things that are better at men let's face it mm. but <laughs> like, no but I honestly I have such a level plan I feel having been having served in the military mm, I was going to ask it's that different. it's like having served in the military um, I think it's slightly different I don't care been a female or a male it's like i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna do my 100%. and is that what it's like in the army is it like yeah. are there sort of gender discriminations that happen and so what so basically when i first joined it was women's royal army corps so you joined as a woman with women and it was pretty much led by women wow. so the rank structure was all women and that's how you promoted in 1992 we amalgamated to become one british army which meant a lot of women back then actually had to choose either to move roles or get out because there wasn't then enough roles in certain jobs. And actually women really, really, um, uh, I suppose, were discriminated against because unfortunately the roles that we would do weren't always going to be put given. in a, yeah, you know, and the man, given. For the man. a choice between a man and a woman, the man got the Generally job. they did, yeah, uh, which was ridiculous. I mean... So a lot of women really f just had to lose their careers. So back then it was bad. Now it's definitely become more of a parallel now over the years. It's so much better. And if you think about it, I mean, women have now served in the military for 100 years and now women can go on the front line at any role. Whatever role you join up or you want to be, you can, if you pass the training, <laughs> um, you can be that role. So and it's parallel now. Is that a fairly new Thing. Yeah, only 2017. And so was that, you know, a decade ago, for as long as you've been in yeah. the army, was there this sense that women wanted more from, like, what they were like, allowed to do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So roles weren't open to females um, right up until recent times. Wow. So there are a lot of roles that women would have loved to have done, you know, like SAS. I mean, it's been proven with the SAS who dares win that women can do in all their own. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's been a lot, in terms of development and a lot where women would have, w without a doubt, lost out. But if you actually think back into the ATS, so before even the Women's Royal Army Corps, when the army started developing for female, when we had the World War One, World War Two, women were taken on so many roles then because they had to. One, because if guys were out, then they had to take on a lot of roles to protect the, the country. But also, and um, what people don't realise, is women actually were serving on the front line in ambulances, picking up wounded and dead. You know, they were there, but they weren't, 
It wasn't yeah. discussed and talked about. There were flying planes. Mm. No one really talked about. Mm. Then we've gone through the era where it's modern day. Women don't do certain things. And now we're almost going back to what it should have been like from the start, the I time. suppose. Yeah. You mentioned the controversies. Where are you on the Castus Aminia case? See, that's a really good one. Um, so I have two lines and some will go oops and some will go whatever. So <laughs> I've known of Castor for 10 years. I go to South Africa all the time. It's like my second home. I've got friends who know her coach and know her and I've met her. Very nice person. Woman, because that's how she lives her life. When she was first, um, when all this first came out, she was a young girl and she had run for junior um, world champs, I think it was. And she turned up the senior. And it was at this time when they stopped her from competing in the final of the world champs. That's when all of this should have happened, where they told her she couldn't compete. That's when all of this should have but happened. But why should she be told she shouldn't compete? Because she had a huge amount of testosterone levels. And they were then thinking that something was wrong. They did a test and then they showed that she was DSD, which is like um, the... I don't know what it sounds like now, deformed uh, sexual disorientation or something yeah. like that, something like that. <clears throat> so she was pulled away from athletics. I felt that was the most humiliating thing for a young person anyway, period. Mm. They shouldn't have let her go to the World Champs if they really were concerned. Shouldn't mm. have let her go, let alone let her go, and then that, humiliating. Then over the years, she's had to be pulled away from sport, told that she has to take hormonal treatment to get her levels down to equal to women's, which will never happen because they are a male level of hormones. It would never, ever happen that she can get them down, whatever she does. So they did that, but then she was back in the sport. And now it's coming out, she's got to then go back out. And for me, it's like, hold on a minute, mm. why didn't you do it right at the start? So for her case and her, her case only, in my eyes, I'm like, you've missed the freaking boat. Yeah, you should have done just, it then. Just, unfortunately, this is one that's going to have to give, <clears throat> get away with it. You know what I mean? In that respect. It's a very hard, it's a really hard conversation It's really hard well. because, you know, unless we start having some actual facts, you know, people on one side will say, well, there's no real scientific proof mm. and the others will say there's no scientific proof so actually where's freaking science tell us let's get this out on the bottom line i know and it is <laughs> really it. hard because it's like i completely agree with you but then it's like also the tra like the trans community is so marginalized that you, mm. it's a, it's a really hard conversation to sort of feel that you can have without it really upsetting is that like that yeah. community yeah it's and they really... will definitely get upset and that is the problem because I actually you know for every single I mean I don't know enough about it but every single rights that trans should have about society and generally and doing whatever I absolutely believe mm. should be able to live their life like anybody how they want but I just worry that when it gets to the sporting thing or whatever else is coming out at the moment if I put my woman's hat on it's like do I want things erased for women? Because actually it's all man's side at the moment. Yeah. Whatever you call it, even a trans woman has come from being a male. Unfortunately, you're going to have the question mark of, well, where do women actually say, no, this is just women? Yeah. <laughs> this is just, you know, it's hard, isn't it? It's so um, hard. The, if I, Grace, if I say to Kelly, were you a co-person or an ovet person? What am I saying? Um, I'm presuming Sebco is the co there. <laughs> yeah. Am yeah. I right? No, am I right? Seb, yeah. I don't know the other one. So. I know that. So you, 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 and Sebco are 
finest middle distance runners in the world ever. And I was totally a co-fan. Were you co not over there? I was there? co, yeah. Why were they pitted against each other? Oh, because they're some of the greatest races of all time. Right, okay. World, yeah, world champions, Olympic both champions, British. both British. And we had Steve Cram. Yeah, Steve Cram came along just slightly after. Yeah, it was like one of the best times ever. Why did I think you were over it? I don't know. And why were you Seb? Because I, it was a fighter. You could see it in his face, right? Grimacing, that was me. Whereas Ovette was just, it was like, he's a... Cool <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Out like of the track. He's going to go. And Co uh, was like... Wah. And when I was 14, I watched him at the Olympic Games. And that's the day that I said I was going to be Olympic champion after watching him win the 1500. Wow. <laughs> he, did he give you your medal in Athens? Yes, he did. Yeah, Can you imagine? There. It's my wow. hero. The next thing, he's on his hands and knees taking my spikes off. And, <laughs> and then, then Hishamel Grouge ran by as well. Yes. Remember and that? he'd done the double. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I rewatched a lot of your races yesterday. Uh-huh. I have to say, if that was me, I would watch those videos every day. <laughs> because I was literally, it was like I was watching them for the first time. Chris does. I was like screaming <laughs> yeah, at the screen. Like, it's the coolest thing in the world. Do you re-watch them a lot? Um, no, I play my a montage of my Athens wins when I'm right. doing public speaking. It's like a nice yeah, finish off, yeah, isn't it? It's like, yeah, such good vibes. <laughs> I feel, feel good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apart from that, I mean, I've been doing a series on my um, Instagram. Which has been amazing. Yeah, just been, I thought it'd be nice to depict it because the thing is, a lot of people know me from winning two gold medals. And it's very easy to go, oh, where did she come from? Or did she want to do no, you've got the 34? D- you've got the like, downs no, as well as the ups, haven't you? Look at the, yeah, where it's, it's really important <laughs> to talk about all of the down yeah, moments. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because I think it makes a journey of anyone's life more, you know, everyone will go through different journeys in their life, won't they? Yet I think what the message I always want to talk about is you can still succeed in life, no matter the downs and the ups, would you if say, you don't give up. <laughs> would you say your like career in athletics was quite unconventional? Um, no, I think... The difference being having had a military career and doubling mm. up in the military career to my international athletics career definitely was. Yeah. Uh, first four or five years, I was doubling. I was using my leave to go away and compete. Um, and then I suppose because I didn't come back into international athletics till I was 23 and then seriously till I was 27, I was later in life anyway. But what people forget is I was a really strong girl and female and young adult, really strong, minded and willed and, and bossy physically. Mm-hmm. So I had that advantage over possibly a lot of other women who were just doing athletics through their career. Because I guarantee when I, this is true, is when I started doing more athletics, I got more injured. Yeah. You know, the changeover from me doing less in the army physically to doing more athletics started my injury pattern. You know when you uh, when you came to my bathroom and yes. did I? <coughs> did I have to say this, when I first went there, I was sitting on the toilet looking up, thinking someone's going to jump out. This has got to be a joke. And then when I played you the bagpipes, but what was interesting was that so you do a podcast like we so we've chosen football and feminism. It was interesting you chose mental health yeah. as the theme of your podcast. Um, and you always seem to me to associate your depression with injury. Mm. But is it that, or do you think there's something else going on? Uh, I think it was the catalyst for the sort of breakdown I had in 2003. Is actually, do you know what? I went through a lot emotionally. Um, 
not just physically, and also I had a lot of health problems. I was having an operation on my stomach. I haven't written about these yet. Operation on the stomach, I had glandular fever, tonsillitis. So health-wise, wow. I was really down, down. So I think because of the pressures of myself, my expectations of how hard I wanted to go, how much I wanted it, and I was fighting all the time against like a problem that had arised earlier on in the year or last minute for a championship. And I don't think I really at that stage contributed any of that to my emotional state as an emotion, uh, feeling and thought as a human, as opposed to crying because I was injured. Yeah. I don't think I separated them. But actually now in hindsight and looking back and reliving it almost... I can see that the emotional state was what started to take its turmoil and it's blurred and blinkered by you've had performance. De- you've had depression since retiring. Yes, yeah. So that's not necessarily to do with injury. No, and I think a lot of it's to do with the thing is if you have such a bad, like that moment of breakdown, I don't think you ever get over it. I think you can learn to deal with situations. But I think if you've had such a, something that's literally own up in your body whatever it is I think it just will carry on and did you think at that point that you like you didn't want to talk about it because I guess were you no one did no and also you're in a very competitive sport Mm. so it's one of those things that you just have to have that strength you have to seem really Mm. strong you know in all forms yeah because you don't want people to know you're injured because otherwise the next athlete will think oh she's all right so you don't want to then tell them that you're kind of emotionally emotionally injured injured. and we just didn't talk about it I mean I can't even say even when I had my really big breakdown in 2003 when I effectively became self-harmer and not wanted to not even want to see the light of day the next day um I never I didn't even know what it was I just knew I was in a bad way I couldn't say to you I'm depressed and I'm this I'm that I was just in a bad place you know yeah I still had international championships to go for so on one side I was in an emotional wreck and the other I was having to try and stay as positive as as possible I mean I won my silver medal at the world championships when I was in the depth of despair (laughs) and I read that you you couldn't take antidepressants because it would have affected your performance I thought it would have right I wasn't sure so the only time I was so when I first got told by a doctor up in France where I was training ready for the Paris Championships and she was the only person who I sort of broke down to and said, it's all just going wrong again, blah, blah, blah. And I've got the Olympic Games and I just believe I can do it. And she in broken English and French said to me, yes, but you've, you know, you haven't given up yet. I mean, this was after six years of figuring ups and downs. And she said, you haven't given up yet. And that kind of clicked. And I thought, no, and she said, I'd, I'd like to uh um, prescribe you with antidepressants and I was like what the hell's that and I said I can't take it I don't know if I can take them I'm not I don't know if we're allowed because I'm an athlete you know and I was so like strict on like never freaking drug stuff really pissed right. me off so I was like I don't know if I can but the thing is I didn't want to take them to a doctor team doctor and say can I take mm. these because the lady thinks I'm emotional because then I'm telling them that something's wrong so I said, wow. I'm not going to take them. And I said, what else can I do? She went, have these chocolate herbal things. I went, chocolate, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> she laughed and she said, look at you, you're in tears, but chocolate's bright and your day. I was like, yeah, I love it. I chocolate. Did they help? Um, I no. literally took about two and then got scared of them and they were only right. a herbal thing. I was just so like, I just don't. So anyway, my medicine was focusing on... on. 
winning. My my med my that was my medicine is that I can run fast. I got that hope and I got a silver medal at that champs and no one knew what I was going through. And yeah. Uh, Kelly, on a scale of one to ten, how big a football fan are you? Yeah, I'd probably say uh eight for the women's game now okay. and uh, six for the men's. Okay. Who do you sport? Sport. Who do, do you, you sport? sport? Burnley. My family are <laughs> Arsenal through right. and through. And you're not. I couldn't say no, I have to be. <laughs> you're not really. I'm just not a massive football fan, but I like when England plays. Eight is a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but England That's like for women though. For women. Right. England. So if it's football, football, I'd probably be a four or five. Okay. But when England play, it's like, yeah, I want England to win, so I'd probably you're very be, patriotic, I'd be a aren't ten. You? Yeah. I've oh noticed I've noticed yeah. Oh, You've got a little Union Jack necklace on. Oh, wow, I didn't oh, notice I know. that. This I, I got given this after and the Olympics, actually. Angle. Can't believe I still wow. got it. Didn't That's lose. quite I'm a cool it. piece of jewellery. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah, I love I love anything to, you know, competing or... Well, I'm very royalist anyway, but I love, like, someone were royalist, competing for Were you a monarchist even before the Dayhood and the Colonel? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, I love it. I just believe Great Britain wouldn't be Britain without it, so personally but anyway um yeah so england football mm. team 10 percent behind 10 out of 10 behind the girls to yeah. do well is yeah. there a kind of is solidarity the right is there a sort of solidarity among all women's sports no. in the sense that no i mean no no no. let me finish my question because ebony rainford brent did say that there's this movement at the moment that women's sports are sort of supporting each other because they're trying to kind of be taken more seriously now yeah. athletics is different to that because i think it always has been yeah but with like you say women's football women's netball you know across those boards but everyone's trying to sort of push forward that it's as good to watch and you should engage in it if, if that's yeah. what you're into. Do you feel that, that you sort of like have that because you have that connection with like women's sports people? Yeah, totally. I think because the BBC and the Telegraph have now doing this big movement to support women's sport, I think absolutely 100% behind that because I think we have to bring women's sport to say sport is good. It shouldn't really be men or women again. No. It's the same whole thing. It's like if sport is good, it's good. You know, the talent, the 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 commitment, the drive, resilience to be good at something at a high world-class level. It doesn't matter, again, whether you're man or female. But again, if women don't have the opportunity to shine, they're always going to be put on an underpar. And especially when it comes to cricket and football, which are two sort of national Very sports, the same. Yeah, and it always has been yeah. very much like England. That's it, is English football uh, sorry, English football man is right up there. I just want to see that whole thing of sport has such a great way of connecting people and inspiring people and bringing people together that we can only do that if everybody gets that exposure so women's netball we've got the women's netball world cup this year you know and they for the first time won the commonwealth games which was like unheard of it's amazing you know and then the cricket who i really hope continue to do well i remember there was um they won the 2020 World Cup and Ashes in one year. And they were up for BBC Sports Personality. And I was presenting the prize. And Having the won men, it in 2004. Men, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good moment. The men were on the screen and I was convinced. The women, you know, the women were looking great and they were all suited. I was convinced they were going to win. And they said, the men's. How I didn't on live TV go, oh, oh no, and you, know you had to present I had it. To, I had to oh my god, you know, what the fuck? 
<laughs> you serious? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, you know, just grinning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, it can't happen again. So I really hope with the women now getting that platform and three major, major games, best women or man win. Yeah. Whatever the best team is, if we can win that team of the year. And hopefully it's a woman. <laughs> what was it like winning Sports Personality of the Year? I was so nerve-wracking because obviously by winning a gold, it was me doing it when it's subjective it's other people's opinions and you really want it because you're in that position but you're thinking maybe they just don't want a woman to win or maybe they don't you know what I mean I was just thinking and then I won I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like yes. were you so nervous right before oh my god yeah because Did you, had you thought about if you hadn't won that you were gonna have to do all that clapping and <laughs> yeah I do that these days I mean I was up for the um my book was up for the telegraph Sports Books Award, it won. fitness. I know, but I'm sitting there thinking, I actually didn't think I was going to win. I was just filming thinking, oh, it's great because it'd be in the paper and more people get to do it. <laughs> so I was just thinking, da da da. And then they said me. And I was just, <laughs> because when it gets to the close end, you're just thinking, now I want to win. Now I yeah. want to win, you know. And then and I thought to myself, someone said, have you written a speech? I went, no, I'm not likely to get up there. I wasn't going to think about speech. And then, um, and then I suddenly thought, oh, if I don't win, I better just do the whole yeah. like smile. But that for sports personality, I mean, yeah, I was just Huge. so I really wanted to win that mm, just because it's bet. somebody else telling me that I, I was for you. good. Did you? Several oh, times. Oh, yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, like how Usain Bolt has the that I'm doing yeah. his move, right? Yeah, why didn't yeah. I think of something like right, that? Right. So. I so we and were thinking Mo about Mo had a bloody mobile. Yeah. Why didn't I and come Deli up with Ali something? Had that. Because we were thinking we yours could have been got... like some arm punches. Oh man, yeah. You've still got the biceps. Yeah, I've still got it. Yeah, I've still. You still got still the veins it. pumping there. Yeah, still had the session this morning. My weights. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Why? Because I like it. I love being fit. Yeah, my, my world now is not anywhere near being an elite athlete, but it's inspired people, motivated people to be healthy, fit in mind and body. Yeah. That's it. So I just like to do that, you know. Sometimes I go in the gym, sometimes I go for a run, sometimes I'll just join in with a class. It's not about When you go out now. on a run, like in yeah. public, do people <laughs> stare at you? <laughs> I still get a few toots, especially where I live. Work out! <laughs> They've seen me since I was 12, jotting around with an afro, so they still know me. How often do you get overtaken? Not very often, I try not to. No. Oh, I bet. Does it I happen? Park runs. Yeah. Park runs, yeah. Oh, yeah, park runs I do. See, this park run movement is like, a, I don't know if you know about yeah. it, but it's massive. Over 600, I think, world, in other places in the what, world. What so is right. it? Sorry. Just 5K run. Right. Nine In the UK, 9 o'clock in the morning. There's about 400 of parks in the UK. People turn up, it's free. And it doesn't matter whether you walk, run, jog, sprint, take a dog or thing. And it's become more of a social community place. So you go there and I would just turn up and I could go to anyone I want to go around wow. the world. And I turn up and the race organiser thinks, oh, okay, let's really say something. So I'm saying something to everybody, hey, you know, and I'm keeping them like, yeah, well done for getting up, commitment, all of this sort of stuff. And then, um, then I get down and a gun goes. And I think, oh, I've got to run. Haven't warmed up, probably haven't had breakfast because I've just driven in like two minutes before the time. And um, <laughs> what happens is, is if I see... Some women in front of me, I think, oh, God, I could have them. Yeah, do it, <laughs> do it. I know, yeah, I'm, but I'm probably 30 
20 years older than the one so that what? that's the best me, they're the best little kids sprinting around and I go and I literally try and hammer and close the gap and if I think I can't I just go you know oh, oh, poor man. training run and if I do I love it but then I'm busted and I so one I did in January I did this and this guy kept trying to beat me he's kept pushing and I was like right and I kept going and I thought right I'm the first woman here I'm normally first woman for my age group by a mile anyway um but if I get first woman I'm like wow chuffed anyway I always bust my Achilles or calf or something because oh, no. I have to hobble off <laughs> <laughs> don't let them see I've just gone and literally bust the gut to get there but yeah I'm still competitive but I I know when to back now I know when to just do it as a take part courage and enjoy and when in my head I'm like yeah I can have yeah (laughs) right we've got more from Kelly in a minute when we come on with her six aside team to save the world okay dad the week the week another week another very good front cover uh, Vladimir Putin based on his interview with the Financial Times saying that liberalism is dead dead um Fascinating piece, though. The thing I really interested was this thing about ASMR, which I didn't know... You'd never heard of. I'd sort of vaguely heard of it, but whispering porn. What's that about? Something that people, a lot of people are very into. Well, I'm really into whispering because I've got a very quiet voice. I want to apologise, by the way, to those listeners who've said on social media that I'm very quiet and you're very loud. Yeah, well, that's because <laughs> they're into ASMR, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but they actually wanted me to be louder. They want you to be louder. Yeah, I do whisper too much, probably, especially when I'm depressed. There's also a good bit on the women's football, yeah. uh, the Women's World Cup, Megan Rapino, Megan Rapinoe. legend. She's just emerged. Queen of our hearts. Big star, big yeah. star, and they're not going to the White House. No, they're not, which mm-hmm. is very cool, yeah. very cool. Um, anyway, a very good week of the week. Um, again, so much different sources and we've learned so much about what's going on. What's very exciting this week is that listeners of our podcast can get their first six issues of the week for free. If you go to www.theweek.co.uk forward slash offer and enter the code football, then you'll get your first six issues of the week totally for free. So that's very exciting, isn't it, Dad? And I love that they want the code word to be football, not feminism. You love that, don't you? <laughs> you love that. It's because fo- I don't love it. I don't. Love football's it. more universal, I, I guess. guess so, yeah. I guess maybe it's just because it's the first one. Yeah. But go and type that code in. You can get the first six issues for free. Kelly Holmes, your dream six aside team to change the world. Well, see, I did have this whole big um, thing. I had eight. That's all right. We'll get rid of two of them for you. Three men, three women. It's our only rule. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'll tell you them all, and then you can tell me to get rid of. <laughs> oh, you can do bench. You, you yeah, can have a couple on the bench. Ah. Yeah. Okay, well... Maro Toji put Martin Luther King, Oprah Winfrey, and Malcolm X on the bench. Oprah. I mean, Oprah. come on, Dan. Oprah. What's Oprah. her name? <laughs> Honestly, how <laughs> out of touch are you? <laughs> got some that you would expect Nelson Mandela Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama then I've got Maggie Thatcher believe it or not I know this. oh my god and dad's I did face this, I did this win. <laughs> you've just gone really pale I did this just because of you uh, anyway um, Jesse Owens Martin Luther King the Queen and Bob Kahn right, right. so, so Maggie's on the bench so Maggie's Maggie's out <laughs> Sean Dyche chose fucking Thatcher <laughs> right, go through them again. Okay, Nelson Mandela. Well, he's got to be in. Oprah Winfrey, 
Yeah, love. Michelle Obama. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher on the bench. <laughs> Jesse Owens. Martin Luther King. The Queen and Bob Kahn. I definitely have okay. the Queen ahead of Thatcher. I don't know who Bob Kahn is. Yes. He started the internet. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I'm yeah. stupid. No, but he started the internet. So okay. it's changed the world. Okay. So he has to be on there, in my eyes. And, and who's Jesse Owens? Jesse Owens was a, uh American... Um, athlete who in 1936 at the Berlin Games when Hitler was using it basically hell uh, right a big massacre he stood there with his hands up with in defiance with a black glove defiance against the whole thing and it's wow huge but not let people know him possibly I think Um, virtually everybody apart from Grace probably okay (laughs) well that's good that I ask for the people who don't you know so Mandela Jesse Owens yeah I'm going to, i tell you what, have I got four and four, have I? No, yeah, you've got four and four, yeah, you need three so and three. Let's get Maggie on the bench, mm. and then... Out of them, I'd have to put Jesse on the bench. Oh, he really? Was sport. Yeah, Mar- Martin Luther King, would yeah, he come no. above him? But then I've got Nelson Mandela. You've got Mandela too. doing yeah, the same I'd thing. I'd go Mes- Mandela first. I think Kelly Holmes okay. ought to have an athlete in there. Martin Luther mm. King on the bench, and Maggie Thatcher on the bench. Two weeks in a row, Martin Luther go. King You're is right? on the bench. <laughs> Oh, I, I feel bad for him now. <laughs> he he know. was the first one, though, wasn't he? But yeah. no, Nelson Mandela, because of my connection with South Africa, mm. definitely. I think he's winning in our he is. stakes. He has to, and doesn't he? Oprah and Michelle Obama have been. Oh, really? They have been yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, see? Opera. Yeah. Opera. Yeah. Dad, come on. <laughs> okay, awful. so I've got, yeah, Mag Thatcher and Jesse Owens on the, oh, no, and Martin Luther King on the bench. I have Bob Kahn, the Queen, Nelson Mandela, Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, and Jesse Jones. Uh, Jesse Jones. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Owens. Owens. Kelly, you're not a Tory, are you? I'm no one while I'm sitting in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no one. Colonel Dame, Kelly yes. Holmes. Yeah. That was a, lovely. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Colonel Dame, Dame Colonel, Kelly Holmes, a legend who I grew up thinking was just the coolest athlete ever and still do. And I love her Instagram as well. And I loved when she spoke about, you know, writing all those things on Instagram about failure. She's a very interesting person. She's had such a mad life. Yeah. Like she's been in the army for, from such a young age. She's clearly very into... Britain and yeah. patriotism. Yeah. Obviously ran for her country. That feels like a really, she has got a really strong sense of... Loves the Queen. Loves the well, love And the loves Margaret Thatcher. No, we managed, I managed to get her on the bench. Oh, yeah, that is true. Maggie's on the bench. Maggie's, Maggie's not, on the she's bench. not in the first team. Maggie would be awful on the bench. She'd I mean, hate I, it. <laughs> she wouldn't like the bench, would she? <laughs> but also, it was... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I did ask her right at the end there, you know, Kelly, are you a Tory? I mean, it never crossed my mind. I've never seen Kelly Holmes as a as a kind of political figure. You know how no, most people, I, know. I always get stuck into their politics and what they think. But I, I think, do you know what I love about her though? I think she's got there's such a positive life force comes out. Totally, of her. her energy is unbelievable. Yeah, and her, and I think I actually think she's uh, she's got a beautiful face. She's got a fabulous smile, and I, th- I I just think there's a there's a positivity there that is, and I think that sometimes in. In, in something like what she did as, a, as an athlete, I think sometimes that can be the difference between those tiny, tiny margins that you have to do to win. And added to which, 
she's also, as I know, we've she and I have done stuff on this together before, she's also been very, very open... On her mental later health. ...later about her mental health. Yeah. yeah, and I also thought that was really interesting, talking to her about it, because it must be so complex when you are relying so heavily on your physical body mm. being strong when your mind just feels like it's crumbling yeah. and you don't want to take antidepressants in case you risk affecting your physical performance. Know, so it's I like know. choosing this over I know. the or, health or, of your mind. Or, or getting into trouble for you know, illegal substances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, I thought that was amazing. really, really interesting um, to talk about and you don't think about it as much you know we have on this podcast we've had lots of sports people and it has been interesting talking to Jamie Carragher and Sean Dyche about mental health because you very rarely hear people in sport talking about mental health in this way so I think that's really cool thank you very very much for listening please rate review and subscribe to this podcast This podcast is a Pink Protest production. And if you're wondering where the fantastic music comes from, it's by my favourite Scottish band, Skippinish. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.